I'm Ray Suarez, and you're listening to Europe in Crisis from Athens to Rome on America Abroad. Greece's debt crisis has not just left its economy in tatters, but its reputation in ruins. Though the country benefited from years of EU regional funding for development projects, the question is, where did all the cash go? In one region alone, made up of just 15 villages, the EU spent 15 to 17 million euros on development projects, many of which never materialized. Now locals admit the money was either wasted or spent the wrong way, leaving the region in the same dire need of essential infrastructure as before. Nina Maria Potts reports. Saving Europe's single currency is not just an economic puzzle. It's very much a morality tale. The single biggest obstacle to bailing out bankrupt countries in southern Europe has been a sense of voter outrage in the thrifty north and the perception that southerners are liars and cheats. Nowhere is this more acutely the case than Greece, a country of extremes which has been the largest per capita beneficiary of EU farm aid and one of the largest recipients of EU development aid. Greece has frequently been taken to the European Court of Justice by the European Commission over its repeated failure to use structural funds for the projects they were designed for. So I've come to Ipirus, deemed one of the most underpopulated and poorest regions in the country, to find out where the cash went. It's a question I first put to Yanina University economist Adonis Adam. He says the problem was not just in the management of EU funds, but there was waste overall, especially so in the Greek national budget. Big money are spent on uh, a lot of people. We have a huge public sector. It's not that much spent on corruption from the EU budget as from the national budget. That's the big issue there. Years of waste, corruption and embezzlement are not unique to Greece. But Greece's record on misreporting of spending is by far the worst of all EU member states. A key moment came with a stunning admission by an incoming Greek government in 2010 that their National Statistics Office had simply lied through its teeth about the size of Greece's budget deficit, which in 2009 was a projected 3.75%, but which turned out to be four times that just a year later. A sense of national guilt and soul-searching now hangs over Greece, combined with an overwhelming feeling among ordinary Greeks that they themselves are suffering horribly from the economic crisis. Spiros Gogalas is a university lecturer living with the uncertainty of losing his job. He says Northern Europe is right to be angry. First of all, we have to make a criticism to ourselves. In order to ask something from someone, we have to see what mistake, what error you did. We follow a wrong model of development. That development was largely driven and funded by the EU. Over the past 20 years, Greece has received tens of billions in regional funds alone. A single group of 15 villages in Ipirus received some 17 million euros for projects the local mayor now struggles to justify. I track him down in the village of Asprangeli. The village was burned down in 1943 by German forces and rebuilt largely thanks to EU funding. Through talking to villagers in the area, I tell him I've come across a list of complaints. Hotels built with EU money operate without sewage systems. Telephone cables were never laid properly. Rainwater drains were never built. The mayor, Gavril Papachristou, admits mistakes were made. 
a rare admission until now in Greece. Έγιναν και λάθη και από μας βέβαια. Πριν από 30 χρόνια ακόμη δεν υπήρχαν πλατείες, δεν υπήρχαν δρόμοι. We built nice village squares and lovely hotels. 30 years ago there were no roads or electricity here. And then we built nice new stone paths with EU money. We didn't think about sewage systems. And now we can't build those things because there's no more cash. Still, there are projects he's proud of, an outdoor ancient Greek-style amphitheatre in the nearby village of Monodendri, which the EU spent some 300,000 euros on, but which now stands largely unused. The mayor defends the project. The theatre is closed. It can't be Okay, so the theatre is outdoors. It can only be used in the summer. Of course we want more people to come. Before, things were better. I mean, it was really important work for our cultural life. Up the mountain, there's an EU-built helicopter pad. No villager can remember when it was last used. And they accuse politicians of pocketing EU money for themselves. But the mayor says responsibility is shared. We're all to blame. But local mayors and ordinary people can't be as much to blame as central government. Yes, money was wasted. We all tried to get our hands on the money, and we took money for projects that never happened. A local shepherd who refuses to speak into the microphone tells me he received 50,000 euros from the EU to buy more animals. Since all he had to do was produce receipts that his growing business was operational, he bought himself a BMW instead. He says no one asked for a business plan. Many here point the finger at the EU and local authorities. Hotel owner Kostas Vazeki says too much easy money was simply thrown at these villagers. The agrotes, the ktenotrophy, the georgi, who pirant these epidotesis, how could a farmer know what to do? The European Union completely failed to control where the money went. So, of course, we ate the money. We all did. EU regional development funds for local projects are co-financed, with the EU putting in between 60 to 70 percent. The rules changed this year with the EU funding 95 percent, believing the cash to be key to growth. The problem now is it's almost impossible to raise the rest locally because of the crisis. And many projects, like the Rizarius School, are suffering. Set up to teach young girls rug weaving and other crafts, its primary school was forced to shut this year because of the economic crisis. Though most of the girls here today are Albanian, as the area gradually empties of Greeks, the director, Ifigenia Yepi, insists the school equips young women with essential skills, especially in a crisis. I think we've entered a new phase now. People used to see these skills as old-fashioned, something our grandmothers did. Now they see them as skills that produce exports, no matter on how small a scale. These girls will be able to work anywhere. That a small craft school can survive as a business model by itself is wishful thinking, especially for Greece's bigger exporters who complain conditions for growth in Greece simply don't exist. I've come to see the chief of Iparis Feta, Padelis Padeliadis, to find out what prospects Greece has of ever breaking free from the development aid cycle. He tells a tale of crippling bureaucracy and corruption on a massive scale. The government needs to get its act together. Whatever we built here, we did it alone. You see these machines? We did it without taking a dime. We built a logistics centre in Athens. All the government did was say, well done for getting it done so fast. 
but we didn't get any loans because one government worker would demand a bribe and another demanded endless paperwork. The state machine doesn't work here, and if it doesn't work, we'll never get out of the crisis. I come away from Ipirus with the overwhelming sense Greece has repeatedly abused the funds designed to support it, which is driving anger in northern Europe. The fact Greece cheated is also driving the desire for more intrusive monitoring of public finances. Some say they're prepared to surrender democracy to allow outsiders in to approve national budgets, calling for a longer-term technocratic government to deliver structural reforms, an irony for a country which prides itself as the birthplace of democracy. Again, Adonis Adam. You should take bold steps, and I don't think an elected politician that his career is based on votes uh, can carry out these uh, reforms. Greeks are painfully conscious they're being blamed for the failure of the European dream. But at the same time, they feel as if their lives are tough enough from where they're standing, at the edge of an abyss. For America Abroad, I'm Nina Maria Potts, in Ipirus, in Greece.